Coming up next on the Dart Network Podcast, we'll be getting some perspective from the road on how the company is working with owner-operators and company drivers in the Dart Network to enhance communication and to provide a personal touch when it's needed. Paul Conson, an owner-operator in the Dart Network, will be sharing his experience on how Dart is responsive to feedback from the road. Here's a preview. I'm a business person. Dart is my customer. Okay, they give me my freight, I give them a good quality, safe drive delivery, and basically they make money, I make money, because it's a two-way street. That's the difference, that's the network. If you want to be part of a network that everybody helps everybody, that's the place to be. Welcome back to the Dart Network Podcast. Hello again, everybody. I'm Greg Thompson. Thanks for connecting with us again. As you heard in the opening, our guest for this edition of the podcast will be Paul Conson, an owner-operator in the Dart Network. Now, the focus of our interview with Paul will be on communication. It's no secret that communication is one of the key ingredients for success for people working within any industry. And as every one of you who is behind the wheel knows, strong communication between those of you on the road and the team supporting you behind the scenes can be critical to your success. Now we caught up with Paul shortly after he had made a visit to Egan, which happened prior to the COVID-19 national emergency. Paul's route had taken him to Egan a few weeks after DART president and CEO Dave Abels had implemented the plan that restructured fleet operations, load planning, and customer service. And as you guys know, enhanced communication stands as a major part of the plan that Dave and the team at DART have put into place. During his visit to Egan, Paul was able to provide some initial feedback on what he had experienced. And the DART Network podcast reached out to Paul to talk about the trip to Egan and some of the thoughts that he shared with DART management. As you'll hear, we talked with Paul by phone just after he had parked his truck at a truck stop and had begun to wind down from his day. Paul Conson now joins us on the DART Network podcast. As we mentioned in the introduction, Paul is an owner-operator in the DART Network. Paul, welcome to the DART Network podcast. It's good to talk to you today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here and pass on some of my knowledge. You hit it right away. We want to share knowledge. Recently, you came into the offices in Egan and you sat down with folks and you shared some thoughts of your experiences and some of your chats out on the road with fellow drivers in the DART network. First, let's talk about your experience with DART and what you're seeing out here in 2020. Times have changed. DART's really been adapting to the change. I met with Adam when he started the Facebook Live, talked to him. If I see something out at a terminal and I hear a driver complain or a situation that I think that DART can improve on, That's why I came into the office and talked to the guys up there and said, can we work on this? Can you do this? Yeah, that's kind of where this started. You're really kind of talking about communication, right? Yes. 100% communications is the big thing. And how to communicate, because there's different ways you can communicate to people. So before we get into the nuts and bolts of what we're going to talk about here, which is communication. Communication with your fleet manager, communication about expectations, communication about what's going on. Tell us a little bit about your experience in the trucking industry and your experience with DART, how long you've been with DART, 
and why you feel like you found a home with Dart. Started driving about seven years ago. I did a bunch of van, van, and then I did flatbed for a little, didn't like it, went back to van. I love driving. My passions with seeing the open road and accomplishing something. I wanted to find a home. One of the things was, is when I talked to the recruiter at the time, I told him this is the criteria I want. And he said, oh, I got a perfect account for you. And I said, okay, we'll see how it works out and see if I can make it a home. From day one, basically he said, this is what we expect from you. Not major, just, you know, drive the truck, deliver the freight. Since then, my communication's gotten better and better over the the three years that I've been here. And one of the major things that I drive on is I make sure I communicate. And that's why I find that Dart is developing into more than just the basic standard company. That's what's making a solid home. When you're out on the road running your truck and running your business, you're focused on safety, you're focused on delivering, you're focused on getting point A to point B successfully. We have enough stress in our lives worrying about the road and safety and the conditions and the weather and everything else to not be stressed out that this company's not calling me back, you know, and everything else. And that's where a driver needs to understand, just take a deep breath and say, hey, listen, he hasn't called me back because whatever's going on with your fleet manager and Dave has now put the fleet managers more directly involved instead of six different teammates. In the past, it used to be if you call in and your fleet manager wasn't available somebody on his team could answer the call the only problem is if that particular question to the team members wasn't a high priority type thing it kind of got lost in the shuffle and got put on the back burner until your regular fleet manager came back from lunch you know and then he had three other different calls but yours was something simple like put in my home time or something and that's where a driver feels like he's been missed but in return, it's your team was prioritizing. And that's why when Dave wanted to change it and say, listen, you have a single fleet manager. If he doesn't answer your call and he gets his voicemail, he has to be responsible for that driver. Which, again, a lot of drivers don't know that their fleet manager has 40 to 50 drivers. If every driver calls him to say, put my home time in, the fleet manager's never going to get off the phone. And he's never going to be able to get that load number to a driver. He's not going to be able to get an incident report filed. He's not going to be able to go over something major. That's why I'm a strong believer in send the messages over the people net. Unless it's something that you need an answer immediately and getting an empty trailer is not immediate. You'll get a quicker response. You send it over to PeopleNet saying you need an empty than calling him on the phone. Because when you send to PeopleNet, this is from my example and this is what I want drivers to understand is you send a message of needing an empty. That fleet manager, all he has to do is click, okay, driver needs an empty, email it over to the planner. Okay, needing an empty and the driver number is already in that email and sent off. Where if you call him and he mistypes one of your numbers, 7334, and you're 7335, guess what? By the time you catch up and say an hour later, well, where's my empty? Where am I getting an empty? Oh, I sent the wrong number. That eliminates that mistake. Everybody's human. That's one of the big things that I want drivers to understand what a fleet manager and a load platter have to do. I tell everybody, as soon as they come to a company, if they don't know their fleet manager, and it does change. I've had five fleet managers, four load planners. So, I mean, I don't have the same exact guy, but I've met every single one of them. And again, I think what you're encouraging is communication, understanding, yes. working on expectations. And you bring up a great point in that the folks making sure that you have what you need from the company on the road, they are juggling a number of responsibilities. And what you're trying to talk about here is the workflow. And it makes more sense to use the people that in certain cases. 
and there are times when you need to pick up a phone. Don't be shy about doing that, but kind of understand that there's a lot going on. At the same time, now Paul, as you said, you've been doing this for seven years. There have been times over seven years when you've been out there and the day's just not going right and it's very easy to feel like I'm in this small space and the small space is getting even smaller because everything's not going right. Can you talk about that and how to kind of work with that and how to work with DART in those situations? And a perfect example is as you're out here and anybody who's been out here more than a day knows that stuff needs to be repaired. If it's not the truck, it's the trailer. If this is moving equipment, it's going to have to get repaired. And, you know, you get frustrated and you're constantly repairing, you're constantly repairing. You get to a point where it's like, as a contractor, I'm losing money because I'm repairing equipment. You get so frustrated and you think that this company doesn't care. That's the one thing that I want drivers to understand is they do care. I've seen them care after a stressful day of getting a trailer repaired and not running in and you're not making any money. You want to call and complain and yell at somebody and get the frustration out. And then they don't pick up because you want to vent to them and you have nobody to vent to. You're in a box. Like I say, is typically on a Saturday, especially the weekends, if a driver has a bad delivery and the next load cancels and everything else and he ends up sitting not on purpose. It's not like everybody at Dart said, hey, you're going to sit this weekend. It just ended up falling that way. He's already filling out an application because he thinks another company is not going to have this problem, which every company has that problem. Like I've said to a lot of these drivers, I said, you can turn around and pull up every company out here and say, well, this company does this. Yeah, but they don't do this. And this company does this, but that company doesn't do that. You know, you can go back and forth and it comes down to, like you were saying about how you make a home. What are you willing to put up with, okay, to make your home? Because nobody's perfect, okay? And one of the major problems everybody does have is that if you don't communicate with them, they don't know there's a problem. I had a driver that he had half his leg out the door. You know, he kept saying, it was, well, they're not doing this. Well, did you talk to them? I actually talked to a couple of people that I know, and they didn't know anything about it. So they don't know about your situation because you're not communicating it to them. And that's where I said, you know, you're already out the door because you're not able to communicate to them because you want them to call you, but they don't know there's a problem. I want drivers to understand if you're having a problem, there's networks involved in Dart. And I'm the type of person, if I had a little situation and I wanted to see how everything works, I would find out. It wouldn't be a problem to turn around and just give them a call, say who you are, just introduce yourself. And it's not to give them like everybody get a million phone calls, but when a situation happens, when you have a problem, you don't want that to be your first contact because you're going to be upset you're going to be agitated and the other person on the other phone is not going to want to hear that agitation from you if they don't know what your regular personality is and that's kind of how i feel because you know when everything's not going right your way your nature is to be upset it's natural to get frustrated when the way that you make your business profitable is by making the wheels turn the way that company drivers earn their paycheck is by making the wheels turn so when the wheels aren't turning something out there is in the way whatever that is there's going to be some frustration i've always talked about it's kind of a game of straws it's trucking things are going to happen every day things that you don't expect and so you're going to have some straws fall on you occasionally and you may have a few fall on you every day but there may be something that's just the easiest thing in the world to fix and it doesn't happen and then all of a sudden you get frustrated 
and you just want to explode. And what you're saying is step back, take a deep breath, and reach out to people at DART who can make a difference. Yeah, that's the whole thing. When you get to that frustration point and you feel that your load planner or fleet manager is not telling you anything, and he might be your biggest buddy. He's always nice to me on the phone and everything else. You hang up the phone and he only gave me a 300-mile run and it's 50,000 pounds and you're frustrated, but you're not telling him that. There's a lot of people that work for DART in the office and have the passion to understand a driver's lifestyle and has the passion to do above and beyond to make sure that that driver is comfortable. What I do like about DART is there's a lot of people that have a lot of passion. You can hear it in a lot of people's voice, and then Adam's a perfect example because his passion comes through. You keep the lights on, you know. He's got the passion, and that's what makes a home. you got to find where you feel comfortable at. You touched on a great point. There are folks within DART that have a lot of passion because they want the owner-operators to be successful in what they do. They want the company drivers to be successful in what they do. Without you guys, and as you mentioned, Adam says this a lot on the Facebook Live, the fleet, the folks that are making the wheels turn, are keeping the lights on, creating jobs for those folks that are supporting you out on the road, it's all one big wheel and everybody's got to help turn it. I think what you're talking about is if you don't feel like you're connecting with your fleet manager or the people in the DART organization, reach out to them, work on it from your end, make that effort, and good things can happen. And that's the whole thing. I want everybody to understand there's not just one outlet, but Adam would say, just email me if you have a question. And that would be one of those things where he could turn around and steer you in the right direction. Go see this person, talk to this person. Most of people's problems with a company are within the first six months of working at a company. If you're past that six months and you're still having a situation, you should definitely be finding someone you shouldn't be leaving in a year because nothing's changed. Something had to have changed if you would have communicated. And what you're saying is, if you see something, say something, and folks will then reach back out to you, be proactive, work to help determine your own destiny. I think you've well established that the company has plenty of support for owner-operators and company drivers out there. It's just a matter of taking advantage of those resources asking the questions, being persistent. You can be persistent, and if you're persistent, you will get answers. Sometimes the answer is no, but every bit of feedback you provide is going to help in future situations. Right. You could turn around and not get the answer you want to hear. Whatever question you're asking and they're basically not giving you the answer you want to hear, that probably in the whole industry, and I'll use an example, you're not making any money on fuel. There's tons of people that work here that help people with fueling, understanding how the discounts work and everything else. I was talking to a driver and he didn't understand that he was overpaying for a good period of time. That was one of the discussions I've had with them is because we have the program out here we just need to be able to let drivers know ask for them help is going to make you money and then i talk about company drivers too because company drivers don't realize that if there's some way that somebody can help a company driver manage your time better they can make more money if you work as a big team big network you can make a lot of money and the only way to do that is to communicate as an owner operator and we've talked about this on the podcast before with owner operators we've talked to folks in operations about this one of the things that comes up is that as an owner operator you get the opportunity to say yay or nay on any load that comes up different things happen over the year 
and there are different opportunities every day, every week. Can you talk to us about the importance of working with your fleet managers, the load planners, on taking what's available, working on a plan, and maybe if there's something short, there's something long behind it, and how things can kind of average out over a month versus as if you've got something that's, say, 200 miles and that's where your starting point is. You're like, I don't want that 200 mile thing. But the 200 mile thing can lead to a 500 mile run or thereabouts. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? One of the big things that I've always heard about a lot of drivers is they turn around and I don't want to pull over 40,000 pounds because you get really crappy fuel economy. And I agree, that's your minimal fuel economy and everything else. But I'm going to use an example because I do the GP dedicated. I go into Elwood with a 17,000 pound load. Okay. Then I take a scrap load, 240 something miles up to Green Bay. So that's 45,000 pounds. But at a Green Bay, I'm going to pull an 11,000 pound load down to Hutchins, Texas, which is 1,100 miles. So doing that 200 mile load gave me a 44,000 pound load for 200 miles gives me this others. That doesn't always work out, but that's the kind of scenario. I've heard drivers say, well, I've been getting heavy, a heavy load, heavy load, heavy load. Yeah. But if you're always moving, you're still making that money. You're not going to make the big money because guess what? You have to pull heavy weight. But if you turn down freight because you're waiting for a load, and I was actually at the terminal. I was talking to a load planner that I know. A driver actually turned down nine loads. Nine? Nine oh. loads from 7 o'clock in the morning to 1 o'clock in the afternoon because he didn't like where they were going. I was like, well, what do you do in a situation like that? He's like, there's nothing I can do. That's it. I'm out of freight. He has to wait the next day. And there are a lot of drivers that say, okay, well, I'll wait to the next day. But now if you get a driver that he just made revenue for Dart and himself, okay, because he delivered freight, and now he wants to pick up a load in the morning, who should you get the load to? The guy that turned down nine loads the day before or the guy that's going to turn around and say, okay, well, I'm going to take this 300-mile load, deliver this one, and then grab another 900-mile load and basically pull in revenue and that's the business aspect of it. If you don't want to be a business partner with Dart, then that's the difference. You're going to a particular grocery warehouse and you know that you're going to end up sitting there all day. Then you turn around and say, listen, you know, I've been to this place before. You're going to max out on detention and I'm going to waste all my day here to deliver a 400 mile load. That's understandable, but that's payable freight. That's the revenue thing. And I always say is I'm a business person. Dart is my customer. Okay, they give me my freight, I give them a good quality, safe drive delivery, and basically they make money, I make money, because it's a two-way street. That's the difference, that's the network. If you want to be part of a network that everybody helps everybody, that's the place to be. That's owner-operator Paul Conson with his final thoughts on this edition of the Dart Network Podcast. We'd like to thank Paul for his time and his perspective. Now folks, before we go, we would like to take this opportunity to invite you to share your feedback with us. If there's a topic that you'd like to hear us cover or you have an idea for a podcast, please let us know. Getting a note to us has never been easier. You can just use the feedback section at the bottom of the podcast player on the app to send us a note. Now, when you go to the bottom section of the podcast player, you'll see a link to an email in the feedback section. Or, if you'd like, you can just send us an email to info at podwheelsnetwork.com. That's info at podwheelsnetwork.com. Now, folks, we have one last reminder for you. 
As the country deals with the COVID-19 national emergency, please remember to follow the recommended steps that will help you stay healthy and safe out on the road as you do the vital work of keeping the American supply chain moving.